0: Welcome to the MotoCross Supercross podcast.
1: Podcast. podcast. Three, two, one, zero. MotoCross
2: Supercross
0: podcast. Episode 167. San Diego is in the books, well kind of in the books. There's still a lot going on with this race. Even though it is over, but we're going to get into all of that. I'm Adam here with Claudio. What's up, Claudio?
2: Yeah, there's drama. Drama
0: brewing. And it all has to do with this lime, this drying agent that they mixed in with the dirt to try and dry out a completely pond, mudfest track. So... Very interesting. All these riders are actually getting burned by this chemical, and it's ruining their bikes. It's a huge issue. The Feld released a statement. The AMA released a statement. It's actually a really big deal.
2: Yeah, yeah. There is a lot of riders actually having problems with this chemical that they try using on the track to work on the you know the more wet areas and lucky for us, we're going to have someone on the line for you guys to explain it all. That's right. And let's go over this Feld statement really quick because
0: theirs was definitely so much longer than the AMA statement. The AMA statement was really short. But the Feld statement said... Supercross riders affected by a drying agent applied to the dirt track, which may have caused skin irritation and damage to their bikes. The well-being of our riders, teams, and crew is always a top priority for us at all Supercross events. Given last week's forecast of rain for Saturday's events in San Diego, the track crew took normal precautions to ensure a safe and raceable racetrack. Prior to the qualifying rounds and main event, they removed the protective tarp and applied the drying agent, a lime and sand mixture, to treat two areas on the track and remove moisture from the dirt. This process has been used safely for decades at Supercross to dry dirt and thereby reduce risk of accidents for the riders. It appears that the unprecedented amount of rain on Saturday prevented the lime from mixing with the soil as usual. This resulted in splashing of the riders and their bikes, which may have caused skin irritation to some riders and damage to their bikes. We are currently reaching out to each rider who participated in Saturday's race to assess the extent of the impact, ensure the welfare to get them back on their bikes and racing. We are also reviewing our existing processes to deal with excessive water on the track to prevent a reoccurrence. Now, it's very curious that they always say may oh it may have caused your you know it didn't it didn't may have caused it it, it caused it I've seen all the pictures everyone's talking about it <laughs> it definitely caused damage well, if it there' would have been
2: just one rider if it would have been just one rider we you know would have been like okay but it's numerous people and that's very responsible from them I get I don't know what they were thinking whenever they they put this in the soil or in the dirt to quote unquote dry it out. Whoever did this, I don't know if about being punished, but something should happen. There's a lot of riders, a lot of privateers that, you know, they don't have the luxury of having two, three bikes waiting for them. And as you mentioned, this thing's stuck to everything, burning, uh, well, not only your skin, but also, you know, leaving a mark on your bike, like very hard to come off and...
0: Yeah, it actually corroded um... away parts of the bikes and stuff. So, without any further ado, let's talk to someone who was there. So, joining us on the line right now, or line, I should say. We've been talking a lot about the line. But joining us on the line, a rider who witnessed the craziness of San Diego, and that is Bubba Polly. Bubba, thank you for joining us this evening.
1: Thanks for having me on, guys.
0: So, San Diego was obviously crazy. Everybody is talking about... Just this lime and sand, whatever it is, they mix into the soil that's burning everyone, ruining people's bikes. And we just want to get your perspective on, one, how your night went because you had a season best, and also the effect that this lime had on you and your bike. So first, how are you doing after this race? Uh,
1: I'm doing pretty good. You know, typically after a mud race, you know, you're, you know, pretty sore, beat up, uh, and I felt pretty good. I think that my fitness is in a good place now, and I was able to, you know, control the bike and, and uh, push through the, the long, you know, the, the main event and, and the rest of the racing that we did. So physically, I'm feeling good. I do have some some burns on my body and stuff, which aren't pleasant, but it's not the end of the world, you know. You know, you get burned by any thoughts, and it's going to be a little worse. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, there's a couple spots in my body that are pretty nagging, and I wish they weren't there, but, uh, you know, it is what it is yeah we
0: heard a lot about these burns being on like everyone was complaining that their nipples were burned and their crotches were burned that was like the two main areas and that's two areas you uh that's some sensitive areas right there
1: <laughs> yeah um, i i actually didn't have any of either of those uh i wear a chest protector so i think uh i have like an outline of where some burn marks are like around the chest protector so i don't think you know, my nipples were affected by that. I Any, mean, and I actually wear my gear, a base layer, and my underwear, so I had three layers uh, in my, you know, my my crotch region. So that, I think that was <laughs> good. But didn't have a base layer under my jersey or anything like that. And, and then uh, on my butt, you know, I think I was just rubbing into the seat so much where it worked its way through. But you know, I guess the what I understand the a base layer would have been key there. Um, some of the riders I talked to that did wear a base layer uh they didn't have hardly anything so uh, wish oh. i wish i would have known
2: that before <laughs> <laughs> did you put all these layers on because of like you kind of knew that was going to happen with the situation or just happened to layer up for the mud race no
1: I mean, that's typically what i wear no matter what uh even if it's the middle of summer gotcha. you know i uh you know i wear you know like i said it will be like a three layer system that i wear in my my pants and then typically okay. i just wear my under protector and a jersey uh, up top, gotcha. you know, no matter what the conditions are. But it would have been nice to, to know a base player in my jersey
0: would have helped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so pretty much anyone who got burned, they're just out there free-balling. They're not wearing anything underneath. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh on- I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I want to know
0: either. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's talk about this track. Now, we were watching the practice on TV. They had the tarps on all day. It wasn't really raining at first. They pulled the tarps off. The rain lets loose, and it is right from the get-go. It's just a huge mud fest. What was your first impressions of the San Diego track? Uh,
1: well, I thought it was crazy at first because we had some rain leading up to the, the race. They delayed the schedule before the rain so they could leave the track covered and preserve it as long as possible and you know, come to find out it didn't even rain in the beginning part of the day. So Exactly. Uh, that was kind of unfortunate, but but then again, you know, if it did start raining when they already had it open then it would be way gone. But unfortunately the rain didn't start until they covered it, uncovered it. So uh either way it was, it was gonna be like a <laughs> Uh so they did the best they could. I feel like it's uh, right
2: a lot of waiting around?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. It was it was kind of a bummer because it was like windy and kinda a little drizzly, so the pits weren't too active. So, you know, we just kinda took our time and uh, you know, hung out with the team and some other riders and other teams that kinda got to have a little bit more downtime yeah. and uh kinda boring, but uh, you know, we made made it work, went to get ready to go go racing. As soon as we got our gear on the, the skies opened up, started raining. <laughs> so that was fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was definitely super wet. I know we were bummed because we waited all day to watch this practice, and right before the practice starts, they ended the broadcast. But this first practice was super wet. It was actually, like like you said, it was raining. Uh, we talk about kind of the conditions, about how it was, how the track was whenever it was raining, and then how it was whenever uh, it stopped raining and got really thick.
1: Yeah, so when it was, Raining oh, the track got slower throughout every time we were out there. Every every person got, you know, slower each lap, basically. Um, it's just like anything, you know, it starts off, you know, there's not as deep a rut, you know, and then it gets worse and worse and worse. So, um, and then typically when it does stop raining, you know, it thickens up and that uh, slows it down even more. So the track was a little better as it was raining, but you know, it was a little harder to see at that point, too. So uh, you know, there's pros and cons or whatever, whichever way you look at it, but, uh, you know, it's a mud race, no matter what.
0: <laughs> Have you always been like awesome in the mud or is that something that just kind of,
1: uh, man, you know, I've, I've had some pretty good races in the mud. Uh, this fall, I actually rode quite a bit in the mud. The weather was kind of crappy in Illinois. So I, uh, you know, I didn't necessarily like it, but I was like, man, I got to get my lap in, you know, I got to put the lap in and, uh. Just you know, so I'd go out and ride sometimes the track was only good enough where I could ride like, you know, two lanes at a time and I'd go out and spend a whole day riding two lanes and buzz. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's kinda funny because honestly, like I felt like I was riding about fifty percent this weekend. And uh Oh wow. So looking back <laughs> at it, I'm like, man, why was I being so cautious? I was, you know, a lot better than a lot of other guys. I was like, wow. Uh you know, and the heat rates I think I had like the six lap lap time stuff. So, um uh, and i was like it was easy i was literally i told myself like oh easy transfer spot." unfortunately i went down
2: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> when did they add it the the chemical for quote-unquote the drying of the moisture
1: um i'm pretty sure it's just a, like a lime uh maybe like a lime powder uh you know similar to what they would use in like concrete or you know another types of construction work i guess but uh think they they may have mixed some into it as they built the track before they covered it a couple of days before and then right after they uncharted okay. it i think they mixed some more in with it unfortunately you know you can't do you can't do too much when it's raining so uh <laughs> you know and then mixing yeah. there was a lot of tanning water too so i think it, it mixed in with the water not necessarily the soil if it was no water more soil i think it would have been better but you know i'm not a Soil, engineer, chemist, whatever, <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know the best combination, uh, what you would need to, to make it work the best. Yeah. But from what I understand it. If- same as what they always do it was just the wrong timing and uh the same amount and everything and uh i know i don't they're not going to do the same thing in the future i'll tell you that uh, (laughs) yeah uh, i
2: think they learn after this one not
1: a good combination (laughs) definitely
0: did they (laughs) now feld released a statement that said they were reaching out to all the riders have they reached out to you yet
1: yeah i actually got a phone call from some guys over at feld uh just a little bit ago and um, you know, they were super apologetic. Obviously, they didn't mean for this to happen. You know, I understand that. I wasn't mad at them. Yeah. You know, it was a mistake. Unfortunately, we're the ones that are, you know, getting the kind of the worst end of the stick. But, uh, you know, they, they are very willing to, to work with everybody. You know, a lot of guys are, you know, kind of bashing them and stuff. You know, it's like it was an act. I mean, I understand that. And they're, they're willing to help us, you know, as much as possible. And, uh, you know, they, they said they're willing to, uh, you know, help with the, some of the repairs and stuff on the motorcycles and, and all that. So, um, I don't got too much details on what they're willing to do, but, uh, you know, I'm definitely thankful for it because they, they don't technically really have to do anything, you know, they could brush it off and, uh, you know, they want to make sure they're, they're doing the best they can. So, um, you know, yeah. I do, do appreciate that, but overall, you know, it's still, uh, So kind of a crappy situation (laughs) of course yeah
0: you uh you actually posted a picture on instagram of your bike uh and your caption said this brand new motorcycles destroyed this part makes me so sad hashtag protect protect the bike so how is your bike is it completely garbage (laughs) Um, or what
1: yeah they're they're pretty tore up uh all the aluminum basically just got took a crazy beating and uh you know I was pretty bummed about that because you know we take pride in our motorcycles. You know, it's
2: uh, exactly in
1: yeah. The, the season you try to make it last as long as you can and make it look good. You know, for your sponsors and pictures and you know even resale at the end of the season. You know, you want it to be good. And uh, one race just to to zap all the the nice aluminum finish that we worked so hard to protect down there was, uh, you know, I it didn't even make me mad. Honestly, I was just like, like I said, I was sad. Like I was just like, oh, like, dude, such a bummer. <laughs> you know, like.
2: That's going to suck, especially for you guys as uh, not a factory team. You know, you don't have the op- the opportunity to get 27 bikes in a year.
1: Yeah, yeah it's never, never good, you know, but we've got to work to make it better.
0: So what's that process yeah. going to be like for uh, getting your bike good for this weekend? Are you going to put uh, a new frame on it or get a new motor or just try and clean it up as much as you can? Uh, how's that going to happen? I find-
1: Man, we got uh, between the, the mechanics up us out and the riders working on them too. I, we had uh, a little over 50 man hours working on the bikes, uh, trying to get them cleaned up. But unfortunately, that didn't do much good uh, with what we were trying to do. So, um, you know, we did get uh, we did get packed up, left California. We're headed to Minneapolis right now. I'm on the road. We're in uh, Wyoming.
0: Wyoming. So, oh,
1: it's, it's unfortunate that we have a 2000 mile drive the week that we need the most amount of time to work on the bike. But, uh, so more than likely our bikes are going to look like they did. Uh, when we packed them up when we get to Minneapolis because we're not going to have much time. So, uh, but the coming weeks we'll have a little bit more downtime once we base ourselves on the East coast for the rest of the season. And, uh, so we'll, we'll start to work on that and get them uh, one by one, back together and back to that showroom look that we like to represent.
2: You're excited about the East Coast?
1: Yeah, I always, uh, always get excited when we go back East, get the softer dirt. You know, I'm from the Midwest, so it's uh, exciting to get to, you know, go spend some more time at home and uh, on the dirt that I'm familiar with. You know, I'm just not, not really a West Coast guy, so uh, it, was, it was nice to end the West Coast with a good race. Uh get a main event, uh, score a handful of championship points, so that was awesome, but, uh, you know, I... Definitely never never done that on the West Coast round before in the first part of the season. So
2: There you go. Yeah, practice A for Minneapolis, huh? Uh
1: I'm not sure. I think it uh not sure how that plays out. Sometimes the main event guys will get pushed in there. I think it depends how many guys are in the top twenty. I'm just outside the top twenty points. So um we'll see see how they organize that. But uh if I am great. If I'm not, we'll be back to where we were.
2: Gotcha. Last time we talked to you, you guys were having a little situation with the radio in the van. How you guys fix <laughs> that up? Did you upgrade the van or are you still ride, driving the last year's van? Still
1: in last year's van. Uh, the, the Sprinter van's going strong. Um, <laughs> the radio fixed itself, so that was awesome. Oh, okay. All right.
2: All right.
1: <laughs> what it about uh, how many
2: miles you got on that thing now?
1: Uh, We're about to hit 230,000 by the. I think tomorrow morning it'll be at
0: 230. Dude, that's awesome, though. (laughs) He's got a car that repairs itself. That's like a human body, it's got its own body. (laughs)
1: Uh, So, get this. uh, The starter messed up in it a couple weeks ago, and I thought we were going to be stranded a couple times. So, I went and bought a starter for it put it in the van and sit behind the passenger seat and it hasn't messed up since. So, um, <laughs> it's, uh, I think it needed the starter in the van, but not necessarily hooked up. Um,
2: <laughs> just, she just wanted to know that you were taking care of her just in case, you know, She's yeah, like, all right, I yeah, can go again. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> so you do you still, you still drive all the time, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're driving to, uh, we'll be driving to most of these races this year. We'll be, uh, Flying to some of the later ones, you know, we got to Seattle, Houston, probably Las Vegas, and uh, my mechanic will be driving the van and stuff. So uh, Sometimes it's tough traveling on the road, but, uh, you know, I, I enjoy it at the same time. You know, you get to see a lot of places, uh, except that right now being dark oh, yeah. outside. You can't see anything, but, uh,
2: yeah, you know. Things haven't changed with John Cross, huh? You, you don't let him drive either.
1: Uh, John's driving right now. Uh, (laughs) Oh,
2: nice. Okay. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I'm sitting shotgun. He's uh, taking over. He's got about uh, 190 miles in him right now. So uh, we'll see. I think we're going to start looking for a hotel here soon tonight. So uh, get some dinner, get some rest, and finish out the drive tomorrow. I think we got about 14 hours or so left before we get to Minnesota. So uh, get in there maybe Wednesday night, go do a little indoor local indoor track. We're going to do some riding over there, possibly before the race. We'll get, uh, we're going to put some new graphics and stuff on the bike before the race on Friday and get everything ready to go.
0: There it is. Nice. So how, how has your Supercross prep been this season? Maybe like compared to last season, do you, are, do you feel a lot better this year?
1: Yeah. You know, the 2019 Kawasaki 450 is a, a great bike. It's a lot better platform than what we had last year. I'm getting used to, but, uh, you know that was good, and just every year racing, you know, you get more confident. You know how to do things. Uh, you know, you build a bigger base, and uh, like I said, I feel like my fitness is better than it ever has been, and uh, you know, a little bit more confident. In my riding abilities, uh, cool, calm, collected. I guess you'd say too. Uh, you know, a little less pressure, uh, a little more stress with the team this year, but uh, just because we're doing a lot more and. Uh, fulfilling more of a management role, too, with that. So, you know, it's fun. It's a big learning process, but, uh, you know, there's a lot going on that I, I didn't deal with, you know, last year as much. So, you know, we're just growing, you know. We're trying to, to make this racing thing as serious as possible and be as professional as possible. So I wouldn't trade it. And, uh, you know, like I said, we're growing. So it's uh excited for what's coming.
2: You mentioned that uh, you guys are going to be driving a lot. How do you guys mix in practice time i know you said you were going to go to like an indoor place over there but like how did you do it whenever you were doing the west coast pretty much
1: yeah so on the west coast we uh me and my teammate rent a house uh like elsinore so you know we kind of have like a home base out there uh which is nice you know we're not just like living at a hotel just, you know bummer off of people and stuff so uh you know, so we, we've gone to the practice track, you know, two to three days a week, depending on how our bodies and the travel and stuff feel for the week before. Typically, you know, on the West Coast races we get back to the house on Sunday after the race, sometimes Saturday night, depending on where it is. Get the bikes ready Sunday, hit the track Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, get stuff ready on Thursday, head to the track on Friday. And, uh, kind of how it goes for the first, uh, what I guess five races we did so far, It's crazy. So, yeah. And, uh, and then on the East Coast, you know, it changes because we're different places, different times. The weather's a lot more consistent. So uh, you know, normally not if we can get, you know, at least one, you know, ideally two, hopefully three days ride during the week, uh we do it. But uh, you know, there's there's a lot of people that we know around the country, so uh you know, it helps us out with places to stay and places to ride and all that. So it's uh you know, it's, like I said, years of doing it, you, you learn more, you get more experience, you know, where to go, when to go, and how to go. So, uh, Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it, it's fun. Like I said, I get to meet a lot of cool people.
0: Definitely. Well, we're going into Minneapolis. That was your best result last year, too. So do you feel like you have uh, a little connection to the stadium? You feel like you're coming in with some momentum for this weekend?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anytime you do get in a stadium, you know, you feel a lot more, just I would say confident, more relaxed going to it anyway. Uh, no matter where you're at in the season. Likewise, if you you know you had a bad race there, a bad couple of races there in the past, you know sometimes it's hard to get over that. Uh, so you know good results always help the vibe but uh, you know obviously new track, new years, a lot of new stuff going on. So it's important to approach every race you know the the same and just be ready to tackle tackle the weekend and push through it. You know at all costs. But, uh, but, yeah, definitely, you know, I'm excited to, to go back east first off. And, uh, you know, I like the stadium. I like the city. Uh, did good there last year. So, you know, it's a pretty good recipe for another good weekend. But, uh, but when it comes down to it, we got to go out and execute it to get it done. So good vibes, good past experiences aren't going aren't gonna to do it for us. we got to go out and do it.
2: <laughs> do you think that the class is a lot more competitive this year than uh, last year?
1: it's hard to say, you know, I think, uh, I measure stuff on various scales, uh, as many things as possible. And the, typically like the gap from where the leaders are to where I'm at, you know, to where 20th place is to where 40th place is, you know, whatever else, you know, uh, they tend to tighten up just mm-hmm. about every year pretty consistently. So I think, uh, it's trending in that direction this year, you know, the field is closer and closer and closer and closer, uh, no matter what race we're at. But, yeah, you know, some people say it's the most jack keeper season they've ever seen. Some people say, you know, a couple of years ago it was different, but, you know, it, it's hard to say. I think every year uh, you know, it gets a little harder to get up your game up, and uh, you know, sometimes your results are better, sometimes they're worse. So, tough, so, man. Best guys in the world.
0: That's great. Well, uh, just to wrap this up, obviously you're making it happen this year. You want to throw in some sponsors and make sure we get those in there real quick?
1: Yeah, man. Uh, I always you know, I've got a ton of sponsors helping me out, and I, I don't ever want to sound like a billboard, but <laughs> I want to try to get everybody in there. So, uh, you know, I'll start from the top. This is uh, your time. Yeah, you know, production. stepping the uh, second year being the main sponsor of this program. It's awesome. Outlaw Motorsports helping us out with bikes. we got the HSL, the Frog Fitness, uh, crazy gnarly workout machine. I think we'll kick your butt, get you in shape. That's a big part of what's going on this year, too, for me. So happy to have that on board. All right. Uh, Moto Hub. St. Louis Tattoo Company, Top Secret Design, Blood Lubricant, Dedicated Rico, FXR Gear, Pickwicks, Rhino Power, JH2, Rapid Teeth Cycle, Arai Helmet, Extreme Colors, Goldprint Brake, Asterix, B Braces, Formal Boots, Recluse Motorsports, Tamer Hill Shot, uh, None Exhaust, Micah Metals, JM Racing, No Toilet Filters, Bolt Motorcycle Hardware, Pirelli Tires, Dirt Tricks Brocket, holiday uh, mowing, tapped out moto, probably Max All uh, my family, friend, girlfriend, uh, my huge thanks to my mechanic, uh, you know, kind of crew chief type of guy this year, Jason Watkins. He's uh, he's one heck of a dude. He he goes all out every day. And, uh, you know, I can't thank him enough. So, you yeah, know, there's, there's some more people I didn't even mention on that list. <laughs> uh, sorry, I forgot you, but, uh, but man, it, it takes everybody involved to, to keep it going.
0: You can find him at Bubba Polly on Instagram. He's very active on there, always posting stuff. It's a really good account to follow, so make sure you go and check that out. But we we just want to congratulate you on the great finish last week, and good luck for the rest of the season. We'll definitely be pooling for
1: you. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it.
0: So that was Bubba Polly. It that blows my mind. Just all the lime stuff. That that stuff is crazy. It looks like he kind of made it out physically, but his bike not so much. Uh, it is good that Feld reached out to them though, and is trying to do something. But I, they have yeah. to. You know, they have to, or they're getting sued for sure. They should get sued. <laughs> um, well, he doesn't blame the track. I he don't... doesn't really blame them as much. But I'm on the other side. I blame it all. No, I point the finger right. I'm at glad
2: him. that he talked about it. Like you know, he was like. Obviously, they're, they're not trying to harm anyone. You know, they're just trying to do their job. And it just is a miscalculation. And and this happened. But uh, it's very unfortunate and fortunate for him that he didn't get, like, the rest of the riders, I, I think, because... Chest protectors, man. No one wears chest protectors anymore. It looks like it paid off for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so chest protectors and... Uh, well yeah, that was that was Bubba. Uh were you going friend of the show for sure?
0: Yeah, friend of the show. I actually think he might have been <laughs> our first guest ever,
2: which is cool. Well, he's improving and you know we're getting mains early in the year, going to the east coast, and we can't hope but the best for him. That's right. Uh so make sure you follow him on Instagram at Bubba Polly,
0: follow us on Instagram at MXSX Podcast and Is there anything else we should throw in this episode?
2: Uh, Make sure you guys tune in to our next episode, 168, where we're going to talk about uh, 250 class, uh, the new 250 class with the East Coast and the new riders. We're going to do our look into episode. And, uh, yeah, a bunch of things uh, to talk about, a bunch of news. So, see you guys next time. See you
0: next time. Peace!